Welcome to Tame Your Talent. I'm Brad J, your host. You can follow me social media at Brad J A Y M C. Tame Your Talent is on YouTube and on Facebook as Tame Your Talent, obviously. And of course, also got the Gmail, Tame Your Talent at gmail.com. If you want to listen to my actual music radio show that I do have, that's also online and in Santa Barbara. And that can be heard 7 p.m. to midnight, Monday through Friday on Santa Barbara's K-Tide, which is ktyd.com. That's ktyd.com. And that show I do Monday through Friday. So uh, you can tune into that. If you like classic rock, I mean, there we go. I mean, a lot of people like classic rock. I mean, I feel like, you know, some of the youngsters nowadays are kind of embracing the whole classic rock thing, man. Don't you feel? You feeling me on that? Okay, good. All right, enough on that. There's... There's the deal right there. Uh, on the YouTube page, Tame Your Talent, I do talk about that. I haven't updated a lot of stuff on there, but there's some cool behind-the-scenes stuff if you've never seen it before. You can go on there and see uh, my experience at Pyeongchang in South Korea for the Olympic Games in 2018. But uh, I have plenty to be putting back up there, so I'm going to be doing that. So you just uh, stand by on that. But you can check it out in the meantime. Plenty of videos. I think I got 49 or something you can check out. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty cool. Okay, yesterday on the Tame Your Talent podcast, I talked about uh, you know, the resume and the formula I used to uh, land my biggest job, which was the, uh, at that time, 2002 Olympic Winter Games in Salt Lake as a lead music director uh, for the whole entire games, you know, making a music library, picking the songs that go into it, hiring the DJs, picking the equipment that is used for the DJs at all the venues too as well. So that was a big job and uh, putting together the resume, as I talked about in yesterday's podcast, just like when you get that opportunity and you get an opportunity to, to hand in your resume to go get the job or it's a special job you want, you really, really have to take the time. Like just handing a resume, not going to do it. A resume with a cover letter, yeah, it gives you a little bit better opportunities, but Put together a glossy, put it in a folder, put a business card, put, if you got to use three pages to make it, presentation, man, I'm telling you, presentation is everything. And that's when it comes down to it. Okay. So I talked about getting a job, Salt Lake City, yada, yada, yada. And then now let's, let's kind of move forward into my announcing career. Remember, I've done this for like almost 25 years now. So we're going from like you know, picking up garbage in the streets of Santa Barbara for the city to being at the top, you know, being at a lead music director at the Olympic Games. Like, you know, that that all happened in like, my goodness, what was that? <clears throat> like three years or something like that? Ridiculous amount of time. Two years maybe. Okay, so I want to go to when I got the job in the NBA, when I started to work in the NBA, the National Basketball Association. I'd always grown up a Laker fan my whole entire life as a kid, watched basketball. My dad was a Laker fan. So, I mean, my dad was a Laker fan. My dad was a Rams fan. My dad was a Dodgers fan. And I was born in L.A., so obviously I was going to be that way too. So, Lakers fan, right? So, the year's 2003. Just got hired by the Dodgers. So, the Dodgers, I'm the DJ. So, I'm just playing the music at the stadium for like, you know, reactionary when something happens in the game, home run, batter's music. So I'm responsible for all the tunes at Dodger Stadium, right? So that's the first job. That's the second big job I got after getting the Olympics. So stuff for me at this point is starting to skyrocket as far as value and what the jobs I'm getting. 
by 2003, 2004. So the Clippers, the Los Angeles Clippers, who a team that eh, I was like, eh, didn't really care about them that much. It wasn't a big thing for me. But they reached out to me and said they're looking to get a host, in the, an in-arena host, and not the guy on the side that announces all the information during the game, not the, the PA announcer, like an actual host on the court, camera on you, you know, doing things. So the year's 2003, the end of the, the NBA season, Clippers reach out to me for the next season. So I come out in 2004 to, to uh, get on court and be part of the, the Clippers and be the host for the Clippers, right? So I've never done this before. You know, at this point, I'm doing a bunch of action sports. You know, now I'm diving into the full mainstream sports. I had a Dodgers job as a DJ. Now I'm working across town in L.A. for the Clippers at Staples Center. So things are, are going pretty good. So the beginning of that Clippers thing, I'll tell you what, I was scared. I thought I was going to crap my pants. Seriously, I was so scared that day. The first day that I ever took a mic and started talking in an NBA arena for the Clippers. That was a big day for me, man. Because, okay, so here's the deal. By this time, it's 2004. I got experience, man. I've been announcing a while. Done radio since 94. Finished radio about 99. Then got back into it. But then I've been doing action sports since 99. So I'm, I'm a good five years you know, into my career at this point. So 2004 Clippers, I get there for day number one, Staples Center, home game. So excited to come out there and uh, and do my thing. And, you know, I'm, you know, walking to the stadium and I start thinking to myself on the way to the stadium going, what happened to the, didn't they, did they have an announcer before me? I started thinking about, well, if I'm trying out for this announcer job and they don't have an announcer, was there an announcer before me? Was there a guy last year? Was there a guy the year before? And I never I never asked that question. I didn't even think to ask that question. But as I'm walking, after I parked my car, walking to Staples Center, downtown LA, I'm asking myself that question. So, you know, whatever. I gloss over it, get to work, you know, get to meet everyone, hanging out. We're all having a good time uh, in the press area, eating some food. Food, by the way, when you're eating press food and places like that, the food's absolutely so incredible. I gained so much weight just eating all that good food dodger stadium staples center yeah good stuff so i get out there and they're all brad you have the first time out break here in the first quarter no i know i think it was the second time out break in the first quarter and that's that was my plan and we want you to go out and do a, a staples contest where you get two shooters that are going to shoot hoops on the on the court and the winner wins a staples gift card and that was the the extent of what I was going to do, okay, for the Clippers. So this is pretty trippy. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. It's a quick little contest. You got a minute and a half before the timeout ends from when it starts to ends. So you have to finish this contest in a minute and a half. That's the pressure. Got to get it done. One minute and a half, 90 seconds to make this thing happen, okay? So, you know, the game starts. And then I go to the people that I'm working with. They're kind of like, you know, the... Uh, assistant directors and, and the ADs and what have you. And they're there to help you and make sure you got your sound, make sure you got your mic and they take care of all that stuff. So I asked one of them, I don't know why I decided to ask this. I probably shouldn't have asked this, but maybe it was a good thing I asked it in the first place because things might've been different if I didn't ask the dang question. Okay. So my question is, I was like, Hey, 
what happened to the other guy that that did this? Was there a guy last year that did this? And they go, oh, yeah. You want to know that story? Yeah, so how funny is that? Okay, so they tell me the story. They proceed to tell me about the story of a guy by the name of Mike Boogie. And I guess Mike was... Uh, a reality show actor who was on Big Brother or something like that. And they hired him the the year before I got there to come out there and be the host for the Clippers, you know, all the home games. So Mike Boogie, what he does, the first time he gets his break, he's, he's got the mic in his hand. He runs out on the court with his mic kind of upside down, inverted, right? Right? And... He comes out, and the only thing, the first words out of his mouth on the court was, yo, 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 I'm Mike Boogie. And then he tried to get into the the game that he was supposed to be able to do in that timeout break. And as soon as he let out, yo, 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 I'm Mike Boogie, the fans started booing him. I mean, uncontrollably booing him to a point where the boos were so loud, it overpowered his mic. And he had to stop doing what he's doing and leave the court immediately so the game could continue. Okay? So, and I'm not laughing at him. I'm laughing at what's going through my mind while they're telling me this freaking story at this point. I'm, this is before I'm going out there. So then there's another break for him to try it again. And they go, okay, here we go. Here comes the break. Go out there and do it again. So he goes out there and he does the exact same thing. Yo, 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 I'm Mike Boogie. And the crowd just starts booing and booing him. And he couldn't finish the promotion. And he had to be pulled off the court so the game could continue. Okay? So this happens in 2003. He had two shots at it. And then he was dismissed from the job because they knew it it didn't work. So all this information gets told to me like probably five minutes before I'm about ready to go on court for the first time for myself. So now I'm panicking. I'm freaking sweating, okay? There's probably, I don't know, 10,000 Clipper game, maybe shorter than that, maybe 8,000. Eight to 10,000, we'll call it, people in attendance, you know, somewhere around that number. And I'm thinking to myself, if I go out there and they boo and I just get pulled off, I've never had that happen to me. At this point, no, not in my career. Five years into my career, I don't think I've ever had that. So... I'm thinking to myself, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And I'm watching the game, and the Clippers are actually doing good at this point. So they're doing good in the game. I'm all, oh, my God, I got it. I got it. I'll just hype up the fans for the actual team when they do the timeout break because the team's on a roll. So I'll be able to go out there and just go, hey, make some noise for your Los Angeles Clippers. And I go, that's what I'll do. Oh, my gosh, that'll work. That'll take their mind off it. They'll be cheering while I start the contest. I have 90 seconds. I might be able to get this thing done without them booing me off the stage or off the court. So that's the plan. I'm like, the plan has been hatched. I know what to do. So bring it. The timeout comes. And I go out there and I deliver this line. Make some noise for your Los Angeles Clippers. And I do this as loud as I can, the gruffest voice I can. That ends up being my signature for my whole 11 years 
from that moment I did that in the first year, 11-year career doing that for in the NBA, that ended up being my thing, the way I announced Clippers. And I did that. The crowd went crazy because the team was rallying big time. So the crowd's cheering, and I break right into my contest. It's time for the Staples Shootout, where two contestants will compete for 10 or whatever, $100 on a Staples gift card. And we have John over in this corner. Angie over here. Here we go. John, you first. And then John shoots. And Angie, you go, oh, John wins or whatever. Whoever won. I did it. And I go, thanks to Staples. You can check them out. Staples.com. Boom. Walked off stage. or walked off court. Done. Did not get booed. I was blown away. I was so excited. I was so giddy. I can still kind of feel it to this day. You know, all these years later, like... Man, that could have gone so wrong if I didn't do the crowd hype and if I just would have came out there and made it about myself and the promotion. Would that have worked? I have no idea because I didn't want to take that chance. And then the second time I came out, I did the same thing because the team was winning. And so I just, that was the way I broke into, uh, into my style. That's how I got it. That became my signature call for like 11 years with the Clippers. And there was times that, you know, NBA fans, they heckle. Like professional sport fans heckle much harder than action sports. And that is a freaking fact, man. I remember doing one event, or I was doing a basketball game at, at Staples Center for the Clippers. And I had just done the, the event and the, the contest where the people shoot and whatever. So I'm walking off the court, right? The crowd comes down to where it's being quiet now because the games are out ready to start. And a guy from like the upper section, like section, whatever, way up top, yells down to me, is loud, and you could hear it throughout the whole entire stadium. You suck, Brad J. You suck. And I'm like walking off the court, just feeling like such a kook at this point, right? I look up and kind of like, yeah, I give him my thumbs up, like my fist in the air, like. Yeah, man, like I'm just, I didn't know what to do. So guess what happens the next game? He does it again. Oh, in the most quiet time where you can just hear it echo throughout the entire arena. It's so bad, right? And I think I acknowledged him a second time, like, yeah, right on, man, thanks. And then in another game, he did it again. And then I just, I never looked up towards him again. I just let him do it. And I think about, Four times after doing it, he finally gave up and stopped yelling, you suck, Brad J. So there you go. Don't give in to the hecklers. And don't, unless you're going to be witty, don't call attention to them. Because that was not a good idea. All right, there you go. That's my story about the NBA 2003-2004, jumping in there and uh, getting busy. Good story right there. Hope you liked it. Uh, you can check things out. Tame Your Talent on YouTube. Tame Your Talent on Facebook. And you can also email me direct, tameyourtalent at gmail.com. And remember, Brad J-A-Y-M-C for me, social media, boom. And then I'm on K-Tide. So if you want to tune in, 7 p.m., ktyd.com. Tonight, I'm on the air, West Coast time, uh, spinning that classic rock, man. There you go. Tame Your Talent. Happy weekend. Happy Halloween.